Hey everybody, Kevin O'Connell with episode 15. No, no, it's 16. 16. Okay. Hey everybody, Kevin O'Connell with the Niche Movement Podcast, episode 16. I'm super excited to bring a GW graduate that started Lemonade DC, Emily Mossel. She's one of our youngest guests here. She's currently the director, yes, the director. She is in her early 20s, just graduated college. She's the director of community development at Gallup, where she's doing a, a lot of work with um, youth empowerment, entrepreneurship, education. The three things I was really excited to talk about is how she saw a project, Lemonade Day, happened in another city, her hometown, and basically took it and sat on it for a year or two, and then when she had that spark, she started it. What she didn't realize is that actually wound up getting her her first job here as the Director of Community Development, and it took three, four, five years. It took phone calls, emails, fundraising, took a lot of tenacity and what we really talked about is the second thing is it's relationships. Uh, we talk about this all the time, we're in a connection economy that uh, I think she even admitted it in this podcast, you'll listen, is that I don't think people even looked at her resume because they knew her, her work ethic. Um, and we wrapped up talking about like what the work she's doing at Gallup and what it means to be an entrepreneurship but also the biggest thing is whether it's entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, whether you're um, in a leadership role or not, there's a big difference between management and leadership. Um, we also had some behind the scenes here, I don't know if it'll make it, but I think what we realized and what Emily realized by taking some strengths quests uh, entrepreneurship uh, test is there's a difference between influencers and relationships and uh, she says that she's an influencer and I really think you'll, you'll get that out of her and uh, we swear she does take vacations, she does unwind, but she has a very, very great story and you can hear her chuckling here as we do this intro. But what I really like to plug here is we have the Niche Movement Snapchat guest stories unfolding starting in April here. Uh, every day of the week, pretty much we have somebody different from Twitter to Gallup to production assistant, assistant at Dr. Oz. There's so many different people taking over our, our Niche Movement account at Niche Movement that I'm telling you, you do not want to miss one of these guests because if you're looking to connect with somebody that loves their job, works at a unique spot, this is the spot to do it. The other plug is if you know somebody that should take over and do a guest story, Please get in touch with us at Niche Movement or you can email me kevin at thenichemovement.com. Please really enjoy this episode. We've done a lot and I tell you everyone's my favorite, but I really had a pleasure to sit down uh, an evening here at WeWork and interview Emily. So enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, Kevin O'Connell out there with another episode of the Niche Movement Podcast. I'm super excited to have a DC GW graduate here with me, Emily Mossel. She works for Gallup as the Director of Community Development. We're going to get into that. but. As anybody that's tuned in and watched these before, I like to kind of tell people how do I know Emily and how is Emily attached to the niche movement. And so it was about a year ago this time when I was hired by GW to do some digital storytelling consulting and then do the video. And Alex Bosetta was like, you have to meet Emily. And I was like, well, who's Emily? And she's like, she's the one who brought Lemonade Day here to DC and to GW. I was like, okay, and I honestly, Emily, expected you to be like late 20s, 30s, like a pro staff. <laughs> and I remember seeing you on stage, and like, I'm like, you know, you're a senior. And I was like, well, what are you doing? And you went on and on. And so Emily brought Lemonade Day DC to GW, um, and we're going to go into that. I got multiple cam cameras on here from Dan and, and Hannah going here. It's distracting. <laughs> um, from there, you know, I always, I, I told Emily back in April when we aired the video and we were talking at the, at the reception, I was like, you'd be a perfect candidate for a Niche Movement guest story. And we're going to be launching, and this is our plug, we're going to be launching Niche Movement Snapchat guest stories. So I emailed Emily literally like five, six days and was like, hey, Emily, here's one initiative. Do you, do you or do you know anybody interested? I said, by the way, we also do a podcast. 
I think this would be the perfect platform to tell your story versus doing an interview and a write-up. And literally three or four days later, we have her here today doing it. Um, so Emily, I start every podcast off, everybody knows this. I'm here because I like telling stories. I like helping people and connecting people and helping them find their niche. I'm curious, why are you here? Why are you doing the work you're doing? Why am I in the seat right Sure, now? like why do, you think, why do you think you should deserve to be a niche movement podcast guest or, or what you're doing in DC? I think that it's, um, it's really awesome, um, the work that you're doing. And then also my own journey kind of led me to um, caring deeply about people understanding their own talents and their own strengths mm -hmm. and really appreciating them. Um, because unfortunately, a lot of the institutions and systems that are set up, mm -hmm. um, they tend to really praise and target and appreciate and reward very specific yeah. types of talent. And so if you don't find either the system or the institution or the environment that's going to reward and appreciate your talent, um, then you often don't think you have it or you, you don't you don't even you have a hard time kind of admiring what makes you uniquely strong and um, and I think a lot of my life I was always super active super like always trying to like create a new event or a new organization um, but at the end of the day it just um, it, it wasn't until Lemonade Day really where I kind of received some like recognition for like wow like what the talents that you brought forth and put behind this project yeah. are like really awesome yeah. and like really special and I was like kind I of remember taken reception back. day of Lemonade we were filming and you were I think one of the top two three speakers next to Ron who was the president at the time hmm. um, tell me so for all these out there and, and maybe you can give a quick 30 second pitch of what Lemonade Day is nationally and what it is at GW and we can talk about how you brought that there yeah. Um, so Lemonade Day is a national nonprofit um, that began in 2007 in Houston, Texas. It's since expanded to, I don't know, probably nearly 40 cities across the country. Um, and really the purpose um, is to introduce fourth through eighth grade youth to the fundamentals of business and entrepreneurship. And um, this happens through an experiential um, uh, financial literacy program where students create their own business plan and um, then at the culmination of going through each of these lessons around planning, budgeting, marketing, site selection, finding an investor, um, they actually have the opportunity to put that business plan into action and participate in a citywide lemonade day where they operate um, their own their own business for the day, which is a lemonade stand. stand. They, they yeah. get, you know, a two dollar lemonade day, they get two dollars back, they understand what it is. They keep their own profit, they have a plan around spend a little, save a little, share a little. Yeah. And it's just a really self-empowering process yeah. for students to go through at such yeah. a young age. And and I mean, I know last year, and I've heard the stories between what you're doing at GW and in DC, as well as when I went to the National Conference, but I know people that use that money to fundraise for another organization or to give back to their church or to give to their brother and sister. So I mean, just, I mean, and these kids are eight, nine, 10 years old, very empowering stories. So I'm curious, um, so Emily, by the way, is actually, I'm pretty sure our youngest guest um, cool. So Emily is fresh out of GW. She just graduated in May of 2015. She's been with Gallup for probably once a year, but I know you interned there and we'll get there. Mm -hmm. 
Um, why did you bring Lemonade Day to mm-hmm. GW? Because, and I was saying this off camera, when I was a senior in high school, I wanted to do niche, or I wanted to do Habitat for Humanity, and it didn't exist. And that's when you and I connected. I'm like, wow, these stories are similar. Like you just had that, like you saw something, you did it. I remember you can tell more of the story about PNC, but like you just did whatever it took. Yeah. And that's what we talk about the niche is like that moment you feel challenged, invincible, but you're also thriving. And I think yeah. as such a you know as a senior in college, like you were doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk to me like why you saw I think in Indiana and what pers- you know what what inspired you to bring it to GW and how did it all unfold. It was quite a journey. Um, I mean, what you just described right there, like, you know, your biggest challenge, you feel so ready, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, you're thriving. You're thriving in this challenge. Um, So I first experienced Lemonade Day in my hometown of Indianapolis, um, and I I think it was spring of 2010. And I happened to go to a shopping mall, um, and there were five, six, seven lemonade stands set up around the shopping mall. And, you know, that's not normal. Um, And the kids weren't just handing out lemonade and collecting money. They were break dancing in front of their stands and they were handing out samples and they were dressed up in pool toys and floaties and, you know, had umbrellas. Yeah. And, you know, now hearing that, you know, saying that back, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's normal, you know, because we've been working with all these all these students and helping them think, you know, real through a real business lens towards a lemonade stand. But just seeing that for the first time, and I think that's what a lot of people when they first experience lemonade day, they're like really blown away yeah. because they're like, yeah, lemonade stand's so simple. But seeing such a young young person, we're talking fourth through eighth grade, apply real business yeah. concepts um, to this around marketing, promotion, site selection. So I was like, this is, you know, I asked the students, of course, I bought some lemonade. My dad is with me, so I'm pretty sure he actually paid for it. (laughs) Um, And I said, you know, what is this? And they said, lemonade day. I'm like, okay, cool. Back in my mind, went home, kind of looked it up. I'm like, this is awesome. And I didn't really think much about it. What year Um, were you in college at that time? So this was actually when I was a senior in high school. Oh, wow. So So you didn't even, you weren't even at GW. I wasn't even at GW. Okay. And um, so I go out to GW that next year, and I'm a freshman. Um, you know, I'm out. I'm studying international affairs, and some things were working out. Some things were failing. Yeah. There was a lot of change going yeah, on. Sure. It was really hard, and I was actually planning on transferring um, really? from GW. You know I um, it was just really difficult to make this big cultural change, and also, you know, I. Would, there was just a lot of kind of ups and downs with, um, you know, I was offered an internship and then it didn't work out and just a lot of things that you're like, oh, this and is it. Just it just didn't feel like a fit And yet. then it's just like, you know, things are kind of just falling, yeah. um, falling apart. And so then my sophomore year, I thought, okay, I'll come back one more semester and I've already been accepted in other universities to transfer to. If it doesn't work out, I'll okay. just leave, but I want to give it one more semester. And um, meanwhile, in that first year I had um, at GW, I had really been learning a lot about um, education reform. Sure. Um, I'd been learning a lot about the city and kind of the disparities present in the in the city. And um, I was, you know, in my dorm room my sophomore year of college, and I just felt really ready to do something. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of this like 
feeling that I couldn't quite explain where it's just like I have this energy. Oh, I love it. I mean, it's just and the entrepreneurial feeling or like you, you had to try it. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're just like, I'm not, and it was even like, I'm not quite sure what this is, like what I want to do, taste it, like you how I want it to manifest. But yeah, I'm just like, I'm ready to move. <laughs> like I'm ready to move. Um, and so I sat down with my roommates and I said, let's start throwing out ideas. Like, what wow. are you passionate about? What are you interested in? And we start going around and all of our passions and, and it was like immigration, public health and me like business sure. entrepreneurship, education. And saying those three things, I, my mind immediately jumped back to that May of 2010. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, this program is perfect That's for, you know, yeah. all these, all the needs that I've been seeing and, you know, in this broader DC community, youth empowerment, um, educate, you know, graduation rates, kind of finding this connection between real life consequences and the classroom. Yeah. Um, that students really need to feel and then just entrepreneurial energy like more yeah. local entrepreneurial energy um, so I literally the next day called Houston Texas and I said hey. so you literally picked up the phone so you were probably yeah. like 19 years old mm -hmm. didn't even go right to email you said let me pick up the phone yeah that's awesome just wow. like I gotta I gotta call so these who people answered? like what was it. the response or like or what did you have butterflies or just like you just had so much no. momentum you're like like the, that, thing, what I lose. the thing is, yeah, it's what do I have to lose? And also, I think that, you know, now being at Gallup, um, Gallup is very mission-oriented around entrepreneurship and entrepreneurial talent identification and development. So I see a lot of research and, and stuff around it. And, you know, a lot of the kind of... Um, um, talents that go into successful entrepreneurs are determination, are um, risk taking, the ability to foresee and manage risk yep. and things and, and confidence. And while I was in it, the way I explain it is I was, I caught hold of this vision, you know, when, yep. when I made this connection between the needs I had been recognizing in the city and this program, I just like saw this big vision. Yep. And from there, it was easy. It was like wow. nothing was going to stop it. Like nothing was hard. So what did um, the Houston office for Lemonade Day National say? Like, so, like you got to explain like, hey, this is what I do. I like to bring it to it. Because I, I think it still is the first university you and I were just talking. Yeah. So what was like... Well, the thing is, at the time, the president was, she was a, like overly optimistic woman. Yeah. I mean, bigger than life. Yeah. Like, normally I kind of overwhelm myself. And yeah. this was the first time I ended up sitting down for coffee with her and I walked out just exhausted. Yeah. Um, so she was, she, I, you know, she was slightly uh -huh. hesitant. She's kind of like, okay, let's, I'm going to be in DC later. Like, let's talk. Yeah. Because the way all the other lemonade days had been set up, up until that point is you have a city champion yep. um, who's typically a successful businessman or woman, successful entrepreneur in the city mm -hmm. who identifies this program and as their way of kind of their giving philanthropic back. giving yep. back is bringing it there. So then they hire a city director and you know pay them the salary for that and kind of you know offer the the startup funds around it so this was just a very atypical start to bringing um it to dc and and um someone had actually tried to bring it to dc like a couple years before oh. and it, it just didn't take off 
So she was kind of like, okay, let's meet. And um, after she was in uh, DC, like um, a month later or something, and we met, and she's like, all right, like, I'm gonna start, you know, sending you some people that you should reach out okay. to and just run with it. Wow. So this is your sophomore year. Probably had a full credit load. Were you interning at the time, or or, is, or like where where else were you involved on campus? Let's see. Um, so at the time, I, I was taking yeah 17, 18 credits. Mm -hmm. um, I I was in a. I mean, honestly, I started Lemonade Day sophomore year um, in August, so it was pretty early. Yeah. But I did get involved with a sorority, and I was part of a um, intramural. I was a quarterback for my intramural <laughs> flag football league. Nice. Um, but I, I'm trying to think of. I think really once I started so this, this took day, up a good chunk. So from that first phone call to the first year it was implemented was 2012. So that following spring, or was it your junior year? So it was a father first lemonade day was that following spring. So it was your sophomore year. It was my sophomore so within year. about six to nine months it happened. It happened. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it happened. And I mean to happen, it was seventy to eighty hour work weeks just yeah. on lemonade day. Yeah. Wow. Um, and that was and that's prior, just me, you, let alone everybody else. Zero. Like this was just you were fulfilled by it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested because working in student affairs and then doing the work I'm doing now, like I meet college students like this that uh, they usually get very overwhelmed. They, they are the typical student leader. Um, and I think I was that way and I, I like being busy. Like today was the perfect day. I, I, I came here at 8.30, I had a phone call from nine to 10, and then went up to Van. Like I like days like this. I don't like days where I can sit and think and like, um, so where, where do you thrive? Like is it those type of days where like it's just hustle and like, and like, <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, I mean, I did feel so happy, like, being in that position where, yeah. I mean, pretty much for two years, I would get a break, like, over the summer, but yeah. never stop thinking about it, yeah. even on breaks. But for two years, I mean, I, I, I just recall, like, towards, like, after Lemonade Day, my spring year, so the first year, and I sat down in a chair, yeah. and I ate a salad quickly. <laughs> And I'm not kidding, I'll never forget that moment because I hadn't just sat down to eat a meal yeah, yeah. in months. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I remember kind of in, in February, so nearing the end of, of the whole season, Lemonade Day season of that first year, and the national president was in town and we you know, sat down over, over dinner with um, the, at the time, the associate dean of the School of Business. So the three of us are chatting, and she was like, so what do you think about social entrepreneurship? <laughs> and I said, what's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... So a whole nother, like, like light bulb or, like... Well, it, like, it was just fat. Like, now on the... I'm still, you know, designing programs, but for older students around entrepreneurship, and so this is kind of something to keep in mind now for me, is like I didn't even see myself as an entrepreneur. Yeah. I didn't even know what social entrepreneurship was, and it was yeah. them, you know, the national president going, "Well, that's what you're doing." Yeah, yeah. I mean, you fundraised, you, you rallied probably a couple hundred people together. You convinced people to either give you money or let you do this in the city, in the biggest city in the world. Like, uh, I mean, you really were, and you were probably you were sacrificing a lot. It sounds like to put this initiative and other people in front of you, and you did yeah. whatever it takes. 
And um, yeah, and you know, but it's just like the, those two years of just like nonstop. And there are other people who really nonstop too: David Ruda, Kayla Mocklet. Um, <clears throat> but you know, the the president, you know, was like, "So you're not getting paid? Like, are you? You know, how do you?" Feel? And I was like. She brought up, you know, yeah. this will be a good thing for your resume, and I was like, that hasn't even dawned on yeah. me. You know, like yeah. I, I was just like that. I was like, I would do this for free for the rest of my that's life. Awesome. Like this is so great. Cool. Um, I was gonna say that's one of your things. What would you, what would you do for free? free? Yeah, and and I never know what to say, but like that's such a good example. And I remember when I graduated college, I had all the marketing internships at the top of my resume. And I just, it didn't feel right. And I, I called out sick one day for my internship and I flipped everything, the Habitat, the uh, involvement in the programming committee, the marketing club, and I made them job descriptions because those were the things that like, like the late nights, the weekends, mm -hmm. the fundraising, that it just, it felt so natural. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna transition in a minute, but to people listening, because it could be college students, it could be professionals that are like, I'm stuck or, or I, like half of my job or none of it, what piece of advice would you find or, or share like to be like, what sliver of hope could they maybe look for or find or how to be more self-aware or discover themselves? Yeah. Like, cause it sounds like you were in the moment and it just, it happened, but re reflecting well, back on all that, what would you share some words of wisdom? Well, I think first of all, to like add a little bit of like, yes, like I was thriving and I was loving it and it was like so amazing. But the reality is, like, once I stepped out of the city director, so I was a city director for two yeah. years, and I stepped out of that position because it was time, <laughs> and we brought in Alex Bassetta, the new city yeah. director, um, I had a lot of processing to do. <laughs> like, I had a lot. I had to really intentionally kind of catch up on all of kind of the growth that I had gone through mm -hmm. without having the time to sit yeah. down. And, and think through it. So there's a certain amount of balance with like, you know, when you are, you know, I think a lot of people, sometimes it's easy to be like, wow, they're so on top of yeah. it, they're in their career and whatever. But it's like, you know, while you're not there, mm -hmm. be appreciative of like having the time to like do yourself work, you know, yeah. work on yourself. And so you're better prepared for when you do get to yeah. that next spot. Um, Another thing I'll say is I saw this quote the other day and it's uh, the something like the biggest thief of joy is comparison. Yeah. And I think it's it's really true that sometimes, you know, if we're when we're in it and we're like, oh, you know, this isn't perhaps it's not my dream job or it's not the greatest, most exhilarating thing. But like I have best friends at work yeah. or, you know, I get to touch people's lives or whatever it is that, you know, if you're finding satisfaction in. And it's kind of when we turn and look around and perceive other people's, oh, well, I don't have that or this. Like, yeah. that's when kind of get off guard. So really being careful not to, you know, compare yourself and really just focus on, like, you know, your own work um, when you have that and, and find, even if it's not, like you said, your dream job, find that, like, sliver or something that, you can look forward to and yeah. and no because I, I you know I've I've been out of college for ten years it'll be ten years this May but there's been plenty of ups and downs plenty of great bosses plenty of great projects plenty of crappy projects crappy bosses there's mm -hmm. been and and now with entrepreneurship there's plenty of ups and downs and it's you know it's and so I think um, like you said kind of not compare and take that time to be like appreciative of what you have. 
Hey everyone, this is Dan, videographer and podcast producer for The Nation Movement. Thanks for checking out this week's podcast. We'll be releasing the second half of our interview with Emily Mossel next week, so make sure to come back and check it out.